After honoring Srimati Radharani, Vrinda engaged in the service of Chandravali. She requested Matangi to sing pleasing tunes with the expanded shrutis that always manifest in spring. Matangi's singing defeated the splendor of the rising golden sun. And within a moment, the desire to observe a grand festival arose from the desire tree of Chandravali's heart. Chandravali and her suckies began joyfully throwing colors to celebrate Holi. They squirted forceful streams of fragrant colored liquids on each other with elegant jeweled inlaid syringes. The streams of water were sensually pleasing mixtures of sandalwood paste, camphor, kasturi, kunkum, and golak diluted in water. While squirting each other, they sang and danced around in time with the music of the Vasant Raga. In great fun, they also threw flower bombs of scented red powder on each other. Being driven by the Cupid elephant of blissful enjoyment, Chandravali and her gopi friends, whose beauty derided millions of heavenly goddesses, happily sported in the spring festival. Meanwhile, Sri Radha, whose joyful captivating smile is sweeter than honey, surprised everyone by her behavior. First, she cast restless glances in the direction of Krishna, and then she looked at Chandravali. Suddenly, for no apparent reason, Radha then abruptly wandered away on the pretext of picking flowers. The prince of Vrindavan, who disseminates limitless joy, played holy with his young friends while dancing down the road toward the forest where the gopis had assembled. Batu jumped around continually while raising and lowering his head in a very funny way as he led the party. The necklaces on his chest swung pleasantly from his comic movements. While making everyone laugh, Batu looked in all directions, as if searching for something. In the distance, Batu heard the sounds and laughter of another holy festival. He heard the sweet jingling of the gopis' ankle bells and bangles as they rhythmically danced through the forest. He also heard the music of Venus, Murdangas, and Murtajas mixing with the sweet singing of Chandravali, Charuchandra, and other Sakis as they stood in a circle clapping their hands. The blend of these sounds created a charming concert of enchanting music. Hearing that music increased Maro Mangal's enthusiasm to relish the holy festival. In a blissful mood, he spoke to his dear friend, O oh Krishna, is it the echo of our own singing that we hear? Or is it someone else's sweet songs challenging ours? If it is not our singing, then let us find out who it is. Adorned with gems and ornaments, Krishna, the crest jewel of handsome youths, replied to Batu, O graceful one, that music is from someone else. But how is it that that music is mixing with ours and at the same time overpowering it? Go, find its source. Feeling ecstatic, Batu ran quickly toward that jingling sound. There he saw Radharani, 
who is praised as the crest jewel of all beautiful women, including Lakshmi, who has charming simplicity, who has reddish palms more delicate than java flowers, who graces the earth with her transcendental form, and who appears like the personified beauty of spring, picking Madhavi flowers. Batu said, O impudent Lalita, why do you sit on a mountain of pride? It is astonishing that you are acting so offensively. Do you not know that today is the first day of spring festival? My dear friend Krishna is just nearby, anxious to enjoy many pastimes in this Madhavi Grove. Therefore, we have not picked any flowers from this garden. You, however, are so arrogant that you have taken all the Madhavi leaves and flowers which were meant for Krishna. Are you not familiar with the snake-like arms of my friend, who crushes the pride of Kandarpa? <laughs> All right, soon you will come to know. Just wait here while I go and tell him what you have done. Running back to Krishna, Batu said, My dear friend, it seems your opulent spring festival will soon reach its climax. Vasant Lakshmi, personified beauty of spring, and all her expanded potencies are not far from here. With various tasteful arrangements, she gives new life to the joyous festival of spring. The unique singing of the gopis, which is accompanied by merdungas, venas, cymbals, and horns, cannot be found anywhere on earth. What to speak of earth? Even the greatest celestial singers cannot comprehend it. Besides that, they have collected more paraphernalia to celebrate holy than can be found anywhere in the entire creation of Brahma. The people of this world cannot even imagine it. Alas, I have seen great fun. Krishna, although you are the son of the king of Vrindavan, the size of your holy festival cannot compare to theirs. Krishna replied, O Batu, why are you glorifying and showing so much respect to the enemy? You should praise your own camp and not give them any importance. Of course, I understand the inner mood of your heart. It appears that you have become bewildered by drinking honey wine, and therefore you are acting like an intoxicated person. Kusumasava said, There is an Ayurvedic medicine known as Kusumasava, but I am not that. Kusumasava. I mean to say that I am not the honey wine made from the kusum flower, which people drink to become intoxicated. Yet somehow, people get intoxicated just by drinking my words. Krishna replied, Well done, well done, my friend. If you have not lost your enthusiasm, then go back and see what the gopis are up to. We will meet up with you later. Overwhelmed with joy, the humorous Batu returned to the gopis. Then he said boldly, O oh, Dura Lalita, foul player or mischievous Lalita Saki, on the order of my lotus-eyed friend, you should immediately stop picking our Madhavi flowers and get out of this forest, otherwise you will be severely punished. Lalita retorted, O oh, shameless, deceitful Brahmin boy! Why are you spoiling your aristocratic birth by blaspheming others? 
The flawless wives of the Gopas have gathered under this Ashok tree on the bank of the Yamuna in order to worship the Sant Madan Cupid on this auspicious day of the Spring Festival. This tradition comes down through a long line of well-behaved, gentle souls. Today the Jew-like heroine Radhika, who is the most chaste housewife in Vrindavan, who is highly moral, and who possesses all good qualities, has joined us. Although Radhika has many maidservants, she has personally come to perform this important Madan, Cupid, Puja. So why have you come here blubbering like a crazy fellow? Hare Lalita, apart from Hari, what other Cupid is there? Krishna easily cuts down the pride of Cupid, maddens everyone with desire, and is always intoxicated by it himself. Ignoring the real Cupid, why have you become attached to worshipping some mundane Cupid? Obviously you must be crazy. Listen, I will do you a favor and be the priest for your Madan, Puja. I will chant the benedictory mantras and guide you in performing splendorous worship of Cupid. Now come along and I will take you to him. Srimati Radharani said, Hey Lalit, this expert Brahmana is certainly worthy of our worship. Tell Chandravali and Charo Chandra to bring good fortune to our village by respectfully worshipping this priest. Overcome by the spirit of Holi, Chandravali and Charo Chandra forcibly grabbed Batu and covered him from head to toe with varieties of red and purple colors to make him look just like Bhutaraj Shiva, the king of ghosts. Manomangal screamed, Hey Krishna, intoxicated with the joy of Holi, the shameless gopis have gone crazy. I cannot run away because they have blinded me with sindoor, kumkum and other fragrant powders. I am also being stunned by the colored water they've thrown me. Krishna, quickly save me before they commit the sin of killing a Brahmin on this auspicious day of Holi. Hearing Batu's loud crying in the distance, Krishna understood that the simple girls of Vrindavan had diminished his reputation. Running there quickly with his friends, Krishna said, Ha <laughs> oh, what a funny scene! The proud gopis glanced at Krishna with a mixed mood of fear, respect, and shyness. Seeing Batu, sad, silent, and totally defeated, Krishna, pretending to be angry, said, Why have you love-blinded ladies abused and harassed my innocent friend? Which lowly person is responsible for this offense? Now you will be justly punished. Krishna, an expert fighter, attacked the gopis by hitting them between the breasts with a volley of Ashok flower balls. Celestial demigoddesses enthusiastically glorified Krishna. Afterward, a fierce fight broke out between the gopas and the gopis. They threw fragrant red powder balls and squirted each other with heavenly scented colored water that felt soft and soothing. A barrage of colors blanketed all directions. Being light in weight, the colored powders 
just floated and swirled around in the sky to block the sun and create dense darkness. Although no one could see each other, both sides fought equally. Suddenly, Krishna boldly entered a phalanx of gopis, vibrating the sweet sound of Cupid's drum. Krishna's flute resounded triumphantly during the battle of Eros. The gopis fought heroically in that war against their beloved Sham. To counteract the weapon of Krishna's enchanting flute, the gopis surrounded him and shot him with the sharpened arrows of their sidelong glances. Somehow Krishna mounted a ferocious counteroffensive and got freed from the clutches of the gopis. But, being greedy for more pastimes, Krishna pulled back the bowstring of his dancing eyebrows and shot the gopis with the sleep-inducing arrow of his glance. Instantly, the gopis felt dizzy and drowsy. Totally fatigued, they yawned and rolled their eyes lazily. Slumping forward, they fell asleep with their chins resting on their chests. Seeing her army totally stunned and immobilized, Chandravali, the commander-in-chief of the doe-eyed ones, boldly stepped forward to display her prowess. She tried to pierce Krishna's heart with her fluttering eyelids and arrow-like glances. Attempting to enchant the enchanter of the world, she locked Shamasunda in a tight embrace with her snake-like arms. <laughs> 